We all have questions. We all need answers. It is on this program that we get our answers from the Bible. It's time to Ask the Preacher with Rev. Carl Gallups of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Preacher. I'm your host, Mike Bates, and with me in the studio, as he is every week, is the pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, Reverend Carl Gallops. Welcome. Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad I'm here. And my question for today is, we are here, but are they there? (laughs) In other words, are we alone? Are we alone? (laughs) Now, I will ask it in a less confusing manner than that, and I'll just ask the question directly. There are hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions, if not billions of galaxies in the universe. It would appear to be that way. Are we, as human beings, on planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, are we the only life in the universe, or is there life somewhere else in the vastness of space? That question has probably been asked since the beginning of time, and as a matter of fact, our federal government spends millions, if not billions, of dollars (laughs) through a program called NASA uh, trying to find out the answers to those very questions. It's a fascinating question for mankind to ask, a fascinating question for mankind to contemplate and to, uh, to argue about. Uh, Mike, of course, my premise for life, my foundation for the understanding of life is the Bible, the Word of God. I can tell you what the Bible says, and I can give some commonsensical arguments to, to put it in the vernacular of, 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 of our day and our language. Um, but of course, I am not God, and of course I don't have access to all knowledge that there is in the realm of all knowledge. So when I speak, I will speak passionately, and I will speak rather emphatically to the the answer to this question. But please understand, uh, there's always this realm of, yes, but what if there's something out there that God has not chosen to reveal in His Word? Well, I I agree. I acquiesce to that. I acquiesce to that possibility. Um, He has chosen to reveal everything in His Word to us that we need to know about life, death, eternity, heaven, hell, uh, His kingdom, uh, etc. If He has other life that He has chosen not to reveal to us, then so be it. We'll all be surprised when we're with the Lord. But in answer to your question, is there life in the universe besides us? There are a couple of of ways I like to approach this. I, I begin by saying yes and no. Now, that surprises a lot of Christians because <laughs> what I mean by that is the Bible does speak of the realm of, of the angelic and the demonic, which the two are kind of related. The Bible does speak of what we would call the spiritual realm. But my understanding of that, Mike, is that it's like when we use the word spiritual realm, sometimes our mind immediately thinks of like ghostly, uh, untouchable, uh, unseeable, uh, uh, just like a, 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 a gaseous substance floating around out there with some kind of personality. That's what we think of when we say the spirit realm. But rather, I like to think of it like this. Um, I don't think that when we die, for example, that we just become a gas that floats around in space with a personality. I, I, I think Jesus came to show us when he walked out of that tomb alive in a glorified body. That the other side, Mike, 
is physical. It's real. It's, I'm going to use the term flesh and blood. And I don't mean it's exactly equivalent to human life, but it's physical. It's real. It's, it's, we, can, we can touch it. We can feel it. Uh, we have emotions. We have personality. We know one another. I think that's one of the things that Jesus showed us when he came out of that tomb alive in that glorified state, that resurrected state. So uh, when we speak of the angelic realm, and or the demonic realm, I like to give the illustration that it's like another dimension. And, and please, listeners, hang on. I'm not going twilight zone on you here. But here's what I mean. God gives us these illustrations in life. If, if, you're on a, if you have a farm, let's say, Mike, and in the back 40, you have a big pond, several acre pond. You know, underneath the surface of that water, Mike, is a whole nother world a whole nother universe, a whole nother reality, if you will. There are living beings, a living ecosystem, all underneath the surface of that water, of all kinds of life. And those fish under the surface of that water, and as far as their knowledge goes, they believe that's all there is to life. They don't have a clue about the life that's above the surface of that water. Oh, they might get an occasional glimpse every now and then, but they cannot survive outside of the, of the, of the surface of that water for long at all. And if they do, they don't live to come back and tell it too much. Mm -hmm. so, so there's a whole other dimension of life. Now, those fish are physical. They're real. That pond is real. Everything in it is real, and it is physical. But it's not the same reality we are in. Now, we are real. We're physical. We have flesh and blood going through our systems. But And we are a reality, and they are a reality. And these two dimensions of reality are separated by a skim of water. Now, we are equipped to live in both our world, and we can go into their world. We can break that skim of water and go into their world, into their reality, but they're not equipped to come into our world. And so there is an example of how two physical realities of life exist side by side, but one not even knowing of the other. And that's, a, that's an illustration, Mike. It's similar uh, that way with the angelic realm. And so when people ask me, is there other life out there besides us? Well, the Bible speaks of this. Yes, God has a kingdom of reality, a kingdom of life that he created even before he created the earth. The Bible says that the angels were there singing for glory on the day that God created man and created the earth. So the, in, in the realm of the kingdom of heaven, yes, there is life other than us. The Bible speaks of the cherubim and the seraphim, the four living creatures around the throne, um, the angels, and then, of course, the, the, the fallen angels, those that chose to follow Lucifer and his rebellion and the demonic. So, so yeah, the Bible speaks of that kind of life. Now, usually though, Mike, when people ask that question, what, what they're really implying is, is something more along the lines of uh, UFOs or unidentified flying objects or, 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 or little green men from the planet Mars or something like that. And I ask it in that sense, but I, for one, and I'll just kind of tell you where I'm coming from, I believe there is intelligent life elsewhere in the universe, but I don't think it's visiting us. I think the UFO stuff, I think that's silly. But I just think that in the vastness of the universe, we can't possibly be the only life. I mean, we're special, but are we that special? Mm -hmm. Well... We can possibly be the only life if that's the way God has decreed it. Now, again, I remember I began the show by saying, Mike, I can only speak within the realm of what God has revealed in his word. I would not presume to declare what God has or has not done in this universe throughout all of eternity outside my realm of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But my realm of knowledge is limited to what we know within the physical sciences and what we know within the Word of God. And, and so it is possible that we are the only life out there. And the argument could be made 
uh, just 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 the opposite. If you if if you leave the word of God out, that it is possible that we're not the only life out there. Now the probabilities and and everything else we know about probability sciences, the probabilities with the millions and yay billions of other uh, solar systems out there, the probability would be that there would be other life. But it's interesting that the Bible does not address this at all. Now is that because there is no other intelligent life anywhere in the solar? I mean in the universe, or is it because God has just uh, chosen to keep that from us at this point in time because it has no relevance to our existence, and perhaps he would reveal that later. Oh, those are philosophical, theological questions for debate. But uh, but I do want to speak to the UFO phenomenon just a little bit because, Mike, it's a, it's a, you know, you said you think that it's, it's ridiculous, and, and, and overall I agree with you. However, when people ask me, Carl, do you believe in UFOs? Well, the cute answer to that is, well, of course, UFOs, unidentified flying objects. Have I ever seen an object flying that I couldn't identify? Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, I believe in UFOs. But but I know what they mean. Do they, do, do, they're saying, do you believe in, in flying saucers from Mars with a little green man that gets off? Well, now this is interesting, Mike. We know that of, of, of all of that phenomena that is, that's been reported down through the decades of UFOs, well, actually centuries, there are, there are historical writings of people centuries ago supposedly seeing some type of UFO, um, that some of it has been uh, proven to be natural phenomena, uh, gaseous substances, uh, you know, things in the heavens, um, uh, aurora borealis, th- things like that. Some of it has been proven uh, in more modern times to be nothing more than a weather balloon that was mistaken for that, or some type of, uh, even some type of special weapon system or uh, aviation system that maybe the military was working on that was mistaken for a UFO, et cetera. But there are those reports, and of course, some some people that make these reports are just have been proven to be psychological idiots, uh, and others have been glory seekers and news hounds, uh, news seekers. But but there are some that are still in the annals of uh, of questionability. Of uh, wow, I, I wonder these people that claim to be, you, you know, taken aboard the ships and describe them, and then they're hypnotized, and their story never changes, and they're they've, they've deep psychoanalysis, and the story never changes, and so that, that leaves room for question. But here's how I approach that, just on a common sense level. I think some months ago, Mike, you and I had a conversation similar to this because it is an interesting thing to talk about. But at a common sense level, this is what I try to help people understand. Look, UFOs, little green men in flying saucers, is it real or not? Well, let's just consider some things. From what we know so far, all of the scientific knowledge we possess about our own solar system, it would appear to the reasonably educated person that there is not intelligent life on the par of at least human beings within our own solar system through our telescopes and space travel. So far, it seems that we've been able to discern that, that there, that, 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 that is not so. Um, now, will we find a microbe, uh, an amoeba on Mars or something? You, you know, I, I personally don't think so, but that may not be with, outside the realm of probability. Um, but, but when we're talking about intelligent life, we're thinking of something human-like, something that can make decisions and build things and travel in space and spaceships. All right. So it seems from the knowledge we have so far that we have pretty much determined that in, in our own solar system, that kind of life doesn't seem to exist. Now, if we can take that assumption and, 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 and believe that as fact, then we know that the next nearest solar system to us is Alpha Centauri. 
scientists estimate that that solar system is five light years away, one way. Now, as you know, Mike, and most of our listeners know, a, a light year is that distance and speed measured in the time it takes to travel at the speed of light or the distance that you travel at the speed of light for a period of one year. Now, the speed of light is 186 miles per second. 186,000 miles uh, per yes, second. I'm sorry. Yes, you're, you're right. That's exactly I, I knew right. you knew that. 186,000 miles. I accidentally left off the word thousand, which really, even 186 miles per second is beyond my ability right. to comprehend. But 186,000 miles per second, Mike, the speed of light. For one year. Now, I don't know about you, Mike, that's a fur piece. It's approximately six trillion miles. So which five is, light years away would be 30, 30 trillion, trillion miles Which away. is a number that our mind cannot even grasp. Okay. Now, so let's pretend like in that solar system, because we pretty much know, pretty much know, there's not that kind of life in our solar system. So the next nearest solar system is five light years away, one way. So let's just say that there was intelligent life at Alpha Centauri Solar System that could invent some type of space travel where they could come here at the speed of light. Now, that's an absolute impossibility for us so far, and uh, it seems like probably in, in, in a million lifetimes, I don't know that we would reach that kind of ability to travel. But let's say someone else has. So it takes them, you know, at the speed of light, Mike, it would take them five years to get here Five years to go back, so 10 years of life just to get here and back, not counting whatever time they were here. So my question is, and now when you consider the, 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 almost the statistical impossibility of even being able, even if you could travel at the speed of light, how could you at that speed dodge the junk that's in space? And scientists know in our solar system it's filled with, with all kinds of rocks and, and, and things floating around out there. Uh, the, at the speed of light, you couldn't navigate that. So you'd have to slow it way, way down, even if you're going very fast to navigate this stuff. So you know, now you're talking 10, 20, 30, 40 years years one way to get here, 10, 20, 30, 40 years another way to get back. And the question I ask is, why would any intelligent life want to spend 80 years of its existence and all that time and trouble and technology to come here, now here's the key point, Mike, to harass humanity and trash Christianity. Now, the reason I say that, if you'll do some research on all of these so-called UFO sightings where people are taken aboard a ship or something, or where they have contact with these beings, supposedly. Mm -hmm. It's almost always some type of sexual perversion and or some kind of spiritual perversion wherein the gospel or the biblical message is trashed. Now, Mike, so when people ask me about people having encounters with UFOs, I say to them, the sheer statistical, logical impossibility of it being an actual life form from another solar system is, is staggering. I think that if these people truly are having some type of contact, I think that it is demonic, Mike. And I know that, uh, that that might be a bit controversial, but I'm coming from the standpoint of God's Word. I know there is a demonic realm. I know it's real according to God's Word. God's Word doesn't address any other intelligent life in the universe. He does speak of His kingdom. He does speak that He created the entirety of what we we know as the universe and the cosmos. Uh, and, and he said that Jesus died for humanity on earth 
earth is the focus of the word of God. It seems to be the focus of God's heart. It seems to be that we are the only intelligent creation created in God's image in the entire universe. It seems that we are the apple of his eye according to God's word, Mike. Now, again, I'm not going to presume upon all knowledge forever and ever and things that I don't know, but I do know what God's word says. So when people ask me that question, is there life other than man? Yes. Angels and demonic? Yes. Uh, the realm of God? Yes. Uh, intelligent life on other planets coming here in spaceships? Probably not. If people say, but I have had that experience, I would say to them, probably demonic if you examine it closely. And for the reasons you stated and others, I concur that any intelligent life that may be out there is not visiting planet Earth. But I still believe there is intelligent life out there. What do I base that on? Just Prob the statistical probability yeah. that there's sort of got to be. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people say, well, that's very unchristian. God wouldn't do that. You know, we're, we're his own. I don't think it's unchristian to think about it. To me, and I guess we'll kind of discuss this on the other side of the break, because it is time to take a break. Would other life elsewhere in the universe, in my view, it wouldn't diminish the glory of God. It would enhance it. Not that it needs enhancing. Don't misunderstand what I mean by that word. But it would enhance the glory of God. I mean, if he could make a great civilization on planet Earth, and if he could make great civilizations elsewhere, wow! Think of how wonderful God must be. I know God is that wonderful. But just because he made us, in my view, doesn't preclude the possibility that he also made others. We're going to talk though, about that when we come back? I definitely want to talk about great. that. We will discuss that as Ask the Preacher continues. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher. I'm your host, Mike Bates. Carl Gallups, pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church, is with us in the studio. And we're talking about the possibility of life elsewhere in the universe. And I know, Carl, that you base your answers on the Bible. And that is where they should come from. But does the possibility that life exists elsewhere that we don't know about, there may be some impenetrable wall of separation that God has created between his various civilizations, should they actually exist. Would that diminish our value in any way? Or would it enhance the greatness of God? What, what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, you had also said earlier before the break something about, uh, well, you know, it's kind of unchristian to say this and think this. And I said, and I don't think it's unchristian. I, I th see, the Bible says, Mike, that the heavens declare the glory of God. And you know, one of the reasons God created the heavens was so that when we would look up into the sky at night, we would be overwhelmed with the vastness and the beauty and the glory and the bigness of it all, knowing that everything that we're looking at is simply a creation of God. It, 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 it's a creation of God, Mike. Now, now think about that. It, it, we, we know the, the universe is endless. It's, it's, it goes without end. Our mind can't comprehend that, Mike. And I know people, your mind wants to shut it down because everything on, in, in our reality is finite. It has an end to it. Continents end, the bottom of the ocean ends, uh, life ends. Uh, everything has an end to it, but the universe doesn't. Mm -hmm. Now, our mind wants to say, well, eventually you're going to hit a brick wall. Really? Well, what's on the other side of the right. brick wall? <laughs> you know, well, eventually you're going to come to this vast land of, that covers, okay, really, and how far does that go? And where does it end? And then some, I even had somebody say, well, I believe that the universe folds in on itself and it circles back around. And I say, really? And where is it hanging? <laughs> you, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it blows our little teeny pea brain minds. And then you read the Bible and you discover that all of that, it's simply a creation, one of God's creations. 
It wasn't like the universe was here and then along came God. The Bible says God was here and along came the universe because he spoke it into existence. Now that that blows one's mind when you begin to think of it like that. So, Mike, I don't think it's unchristian for us to think about the bigness of the universe, the glory of God, the possibilities of God's creative nature. Can God have created millions of different civilizations all throughout the universe? Of course. He is sovereign. He's omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He can do anything he wants. Did he? We don't know. If we simply take what the Scripture says from Genesis to Revelation, we would have to conclude probably not, because he doesn't even hint that he has. Now, something interesting, though, Mike, um, uh, it, the Bible does say, Jesus does say to those of us that know him and love him and serve him faithfully, that when this world system is over, that he is recreating a new paradise, if you will. Revelation calls it a new heaven and new earth that comes down out of heaven and, and describes it and is gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's paradise restored. And Jesus says that we, we Christians, we who love him, will rule and reign with him forever. Rule and reign where and how and mm -hmm. what? Well, you see... I'm just speculating now, but I tell people all the time, think of the possibilities. When all of this is over, what if God says, okay, all right, you, you, you made it through boot camp. You made it through the grand test of the universe. You have proven faithful. Now, because I'm God, I'm going to start over somewhere else. I'm going to recreate something else, and you're going to rule and reign with me. This time, you're going to be a part of it with me. Who knows? Who knows? It's fun to think about. It's fun to contemplate. God just tells us, trust him. It'll all be worth it. Follow me. Love me. Trust me. You're going to be included with me forever and ever. It's all his. The heavens are his. Uh, he created them. He can do what he wants. Has he done done it already, created other life on other planets. Who knows? I, I personally don't believe so, but I'm not dogmatic about it. The only reason I don't believe so is because the Bible doesn't address it. But that doesn't mean that God hasn't done something beyond our comprehension. But I do know that the Bible is clear that God's whole focus in this word of God, his whole purpose of sending Jesus Christ is for the realm of mankind on planet earth. We are the crowning glory of his creation according to God's word. And, and, and that's, that's where I stand on it, Mike. Could it potentially, and you know, I don't know that there's life elsewhere, and you Neither don't one know of us that do. there's not, <laughs> and, and that's part of what makes this such a great conversation. Right. Um, but if there is life elsewhere in the universe, then maybe the Bible doesn't address it because God told us on a need-to-know basis, and we don't need to know. And he may have his own plan for another civilization elsewhere in the universe, and they don't know about us. But it doesn't automatically mean that neither of us could exist, mm -hmm. right? Well, I said something like that at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. You did? I said something very similar to what you just said. And again, that's all speculation. And you need to know, there are people listening to the show that are going to be pretty upset with the way I've handled this because there are people who will make a really deep theological argument out of this. Well, that means Jesus would have had to die over and over again throughout the universe on different planets, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, and, and, and I don't even want to go there on this show because you can just get so carried away with that it becomes ridiculous. All I know is, I've, I've said it several times, I'll say it again, I know what God's Word says. I know that God is big. He's bigger than anything we can imagine. He can do what He wants to do. If He has done that, Mike, He has not revealed it 
in his word to us. That's all I have to go on. And so my assumption, my biblical assumption is that he has not. Um, however, if I get to heaven and find out that I'm wrong and that he has, then I'll praise him and just sing his glory because he is an all-powerful, all-creating God. And, and if he wanted to do that somewhere else, then, then praise be unto him. <laughs> well, and although I do find this subject to be fascinating, it really doesn't matter in our Christian lives. No, it, 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 in, we the, in are, the end of all ends, it really doesn't. We are here. That's it right. is our duty to serve the Lord on this planet, regardless of That's whether right. or not there is life elsewhere. And unless we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, we'll never know the answer to that question. <laughs> but Very if we good. do, we'll know the answer because we'll be with him to rule and reign with him forever. Very good. Your website has some outstanding information on it, so I would like to encourage people to go visit it, www.hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Carl, would you please close us I'd in prayer? I'd be glad to. Jesus, your word tells us that we are created in your image, the crowning glory of all of your creation. And so, Lord, our focus only now, our heart only now, is focused on you, our life here. Will we be faithful? Will we pass the test or not? Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross for our sin, our sin nature. And I look forward, Lord, to ruling and reigning with you forever and ever. What an honor, what a privilege, what, what an undeserved mercy and grace. Thank you, Jesus, for all the blessings you give us. I pray somebody listening to this show now has a greater awe and sense of your glory and your power. And I ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.